The planet is heating up. The oceans are becoming filled with plastic. Change starts now. Change starts now. We're on a countdown. To zero waste. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast. Here's your host, Laura Nash. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zero Waste Countdown podcast and radio show. Today, we're speaking with Lauren Greger from Rent a Romper. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Are you speaking with us from California today? Yes, I'm in Los Angeles. Nice. Awesome. There is so much going on in the world of sustainability in California, I find. Uh, So this is really cool. We've had a few guests on from California for sure, um, which is awesome. So I want to learn all about Rent a Romper. So what is this company? What does it do? Yes. So Rent a Romper is a rental clothing company for babies and toddlers. Um, We are really getting introduced to this market. There's not a lot of companies out there that are doing rentals for young children. Um, But we provide a capsule wardrobe. So your everyday clothing for kids from newborn age all the way up to age four. And the idea is that it is circular. So you rent those clothes as long as you need them. And then when your child grows out of them, you send them back and we send you the next size. And we're really focused on making it convenient for parents, but also making sure that we're doing something that is sustainable for the planet as well. So what is a capsule? Like, uh, I know, like, kind of the definition. So does that kind of mean that there's every kind of clothing um, that a kid would need? so we call it a capsule, like a capsule wardrobe in fashion would be all the essential pieces that you need. Um, So that's sort of how we think about it for babies. Like, our largest size has 15 items in the box, and it has five onesies, like a couple pairs of pants, pajamas, rompers. So you kind of have everything you need to mix and match in one box. Oh, that's fantastic. And does it change for the season as well? Like I guess Los Angeles, it, it, does it get cold there at all? <laughs> it does sometimes. Um, we're I actually it did, yeah. um, all over the US um, right now. And so we have, you know, customers that are in much different climates. So we do carry, you know, warmer clothing or, you know, we have customers that are down in Texas and they really need summer clothes a lot of the year. So um, we do customize our capsules and sort of curate based on our customers. Okay. So is there is there a place where someone can kind of go and pick out different fashion as well? Or is it kind of all like mm, like a the same kind of fashion? We try to just focus on like your everyday sleep and play wear. So we're not going to have like fancy dresses for, you know, if your daughter's in a, in a wedding or something. Um, but we, so it's like really your everyday soft, comfortable clothing. Um, but we do allow our customers to have like style preferences and tell us if what colors they like and, you know, patterns and things. So we do try to make sure that, you know, just because you're trying to do something sustainable doesn't mean you want to sacrifice on quality or your style. So um, we do try to curate for each of our customers and what their preferences are. Um, And we carry lots of different brands um, of clothing. So we try to really fit each box to what they our customers really like. 
Nice. Yeah. Style preference is what I should have said instead of fashion. Because I guess fashion, yeah, you think of like dresses and going to a ball or something. But I, I, I was just thinking because my son's nine now, but uh, he like there was just a lot of choice sometimes in terms of like how yeah. you wanted to dress your baby, which was kind of fun. Um, but, you know, I haven't been to a store in a long time to buy him clothes because of COVID. And yeah. have you seen a growth in the company over COVID? It's interesting because we launched about a week and a half before um, the shutdowns happened here in Los Angeles and, you know, across the U.S. and elsewhere. Um, so almost all of our growth has been during COVID. We are a company born in COVID, I guess. But we, I mean, it is like true that people can't get to the store. So I think there is that desire um, and we definitely have had customer feedback of just the convenience of getting everything you need delivered to the doorstep. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, even when I would be shopping for my sons, they, you know, you're not going to get everything you need at one place, potentially. You might have to go around and around to a couple different shops and that's just not really possible now in COVID. Yeah, it's not possible. And then also, like, we're just so busy these days, you know, and I hear that LA has a lot of traffic and like, I'm not particularly fond of driving around in traffic, um, especially at, at times, you know, you finish work and then you want to go get your kids and then you sit in traffic and then you got to go to the mall and the mall's busy and all this stuff, right? Where if you can just kind of have it ordered to your house, then it just relieves a whole bunch of stress, I find. So I'm kind of happy with with things that come to my house for sure. So I think that this is pretty neat. So let's talk about the clothes a little bit more. So do the do the parents have to clean them first and then send them back, or do you have to like clean them again? Like how does that whole process work? Well, the customers have them. They treat them as if they would, you know, their own normal clothing. So they're sometimes our customers are keeping the clothes for three months or so. So they're washing them while they have them. When they send them back to us, we then inspect every item to make sure, you know, like checking for staining or rips and just wear and tear. And then we, again, wash everything um, and then sanitize after that before we send it out to a new customer. So we are like conscious about that process. And also with the idea of renting clothing um, and you have, you know, a new baby at home, like parents want to feel good about the clothes that they're putting their kids into. So we really try to make sure that every piece of clothing that we put back in a box for the next customer looks and feels really good for the next person. Are there people that want to keep the clothing for longer than a month? Because it's a, so you, you get your capsule and then you send it back at the end of the month, right? But if you want to keep it for a few months, is that okay too? Yeah, we actually, so we charge per month while you have the clothing, but it's really up to you if you want to keep oh. it as long as you want it or exchange it as often as you want it. So especially mm -hmm. in those like early year, early months when the kids are just growing and blowing through sizing, you know, we have customers that order a newborn size and then a couple weeks later have to change that out for zero to three months. Um, and then a month later, they have to change that out again. So it's really up to the customer and how fast the child is growing. Um, but we do have customers that, you know, especially in as the children are growing, keep their box for like six months even. So they just pay by month. And then when they're ready, it's up to them really when they want to exchange the clothing. And they can do that whenever they want. 
That's nice. I like the flexibility of that because it's it makes it easier, I think. And uh, yeah, I remember like a little baby shirt or something. I didn't even get a chance to put it on my baby. So it was a gift from someone. And then my kid just like grew too quickly. And I remember it having like a little gift tag on it or whatever. And me thinking, oh my gosh, these babies grow really fast. <laughs> so. I know. I think, I think everybody has that story. Like I have yeah. one set pair of pajamas that I thought was the cutest thing ever. And he wore it one day and the next day he was too big. Um, but <laughs> I think that's actually one of the things that is exciting about this, as we found over the last few months, is we also accept donations. So, you know, in addition to going out and buying my inventory, like we allow our customers to send us clothing and we allow other people if they're cleaning out their closet and, you know, their kids have outgrown things to send us clothing. And there have been many items like you're describing that still have the tags on where yep. the kids, they got it as a baby shower gift or they got it from a grandma and the kids just never wore it because either they just blew past the sizing or especially now in COVID, like kids are at home all day. So they're just wearing a t-shirt and maybe not even pants, you know, <laughs> like, so <laughs> those clothes that are a little more dressy or you're going to take your kids out to out of the house, they haven't even been worn. You know, it's funny you say the pants because if you are listening and you're doing the cloth, once you get those cloth diapers on there and then you get a cover on there, it's hard to find pants I find that are kind of made for that bulk because diapers are like, like throwaway diapers are smaller. Um, Yeah, I always had trouble kind of getting pants that fit over this giant butt and then, you know, like normal, (laughs) normal leg size. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll have to get feedback from our customers about which of the pant sizing is is the best. <laughs> but you're right though, if you're if you're just at home or if it's COVID or whatever, you don't even really need them too much. You can just kind of let them go with their because cloth diapers are so nice uh for babies now. Like they have nice patterns and covers yeah. and stuff like that, which is uh pretty cool. But okay, so people can send in clothes and what if you get clothes back that are like ripped or or stained or something like do you have to send them to landfill or do you have like a, a program for that or something? Yeah. So we are, we're working with a couple of partners now for that. And the first part is that we have partners where we'll donate the clothing. So um, there's like a women's shelter here in Los Angeles where, you know, some of the clothing is actually still in pretty good condition. It may have like a little bit of wear and tear, or it might have one tiny, coffee stain or whatever. I guess babies don't drink coffee, but <laughs> it might moms do. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people actually would be very happy using that clothing. So mm-hmm. that's the first part is we try to get, continue the life of the clothing as long as possible. Um, but then there are items that we can't reuse. And there are a couple of companies here in Los Angeles and across the U.S., actually a few different ones that are, you know, really in this circular fashion and trying to remake and reuse fabrics into new, either new clothing or new um, other products. And so we have been sending some of our clothing that is definitely at the end of its life um, to those companies to actually reuse and make into their own product. That's Um, fantastic. So so far to this point, we haven't sent anything to landfill. um, And we're trying to make sure that that continues and we just grow partnerships with these other 
companies where we can, you know, provide them with the fabrics. Mm -hmm. That was great. Okay, let's talk about the environmental stuff a little bit as well as yourself. So yeah, how does a how does a service like this help the environment? Like, um, we've been doing the show for a while now. So we know that, you know, fast fashion creates a lot of landfill and yeah. sometimes it can create a lot of pollution and stuff. But we also know, cause we had Michael Schellenberger on, uh, that said it does create a lot of jobs for people who would never have those jobs anyway. And sometimes they're good jobs. Um, but it is, it is tough on the environment for sure. So, um, was there like a moment for you where you had kind of an epiphany where you were like, I have to do something about this and I have this idea? Or was it kind of just gradual? Like, were you always sustainable? Did you work on this idea for a while? Like, how did you start this company? Well, I I mean, I've always cared about the planet. Um, I was an environmental studies major in undergrad, even though I haven't like worked specifically in that industry for my career. But um, it's something that I care about and my family cares about. And I think definitely, you know, maybe five years ago or something, my family and I started making like conscious decisions to change our own habits. Um, just like seeing the effects of climate change and being really nervous about what planet like we're handing down to my own children. And, you know, I wanted to be really conscious as an individual to say for my own sons, like, I tried to do something to make the world better for you. Um, and so I think that's something that as an individual, I've just been really trying to do. And that's little things in our house, like taking bags to the market, or we only use cloth napkins now. We don't purchase any paper products in our house, and we don't mm -hmm. um, use like saran wrap or plastic wrap for our food anymore, like little things. Mm -hmm that start to snowball into bigger things. And then I guess like along that, you know, you just look around your house, especially as kids are growing. And there was just so much stuff in our house, stuff that I didn't even buy and stuff that you, you kind of need as the baby's growing, like all the different apparatus and high chairs and whatever else you need. And as a parent, I'm, I've always been a working mom and I'm looking for like really convenient solutions, you know, as you described, like, I don't want to be running out to the store and in traffic all the time. However, I feel like a lot of those convenient options today that come at a click of a button are not thinking about the effects that they're having on the planet. They're solving like the convenience problem. And I wanted to create a problem or, you know, a solution that solved the convenience issue but thought about the planet at the same time. So as I saw, like one of the biggest culprits in our home was the clothes. And my boys grew super fast and they're very tall. And I just felt like I was constantly out at the store or online looking for deals, looking for things. And then another box or another package arrives at your door. And I felt like there just had to be a better way to do this. And as I started talking about this idea with other people, you know, other moms in some of the groups that I was a part of or um, out at, you know, some networking and various events that I was going to, people's response was really positive and was like, you have to do this. If you had this, I would sign up today. If you had this when my kids were growing up, I would sign up. Um, and the response was just really overwhelming. 
and I felt like I had to take action. That's awesome. That's really good. Did it take you a long time to have the conception to where the business was operating? So in about October of last year, 2019, I started with a really small group of friends and family and, you know, friends of friends, extended people that I could get a hold of that I knew had small children. And I just started trying it with them. So I was trying to figure out how much would shipping cost? Like how long would they keep the clothing? How much were they willing to, to spend? And so I started moving really quickly just to try and test things out um, and learn as much as I could. So from October to December really was that period of just learn, learn, learn as fast as you can. Um, and we did learn a lot from that group. So you know, a lot of the customers at that time said we have two sizes of our capsule. We have a complete capsule, which is 15 items. And that was really like, if you need everything just to be taken care of, order that one. Um, but a lot of customers said we already have hand-me-downs. That is way too much clothing. Um, and so we added, based on their feedback, a smaller size that comes at a lower price point, And it really can be to supplement everything else that you might already have. Um, and so that was really, there were several things influenced by that sort of trial period. And once we were able to do that, we started building the website and launched in March of 2020. So I guess it took us a few months to really get the, the true product ready, but we're still learning. It's a process. And I think this is a, a company and a model that doesn't quite exist yet. Um, there are a few companies abroad that are doing similar things, and um, there's a, a little bit of a movement here in the U.S. I know that is trying to do something similar, but it is a bit of a new model, especially for children's clothing. And the demographics, I think, are changing where our families are getting smaller, and we've been seeing that for a long time. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of women who are having like five or six kids, that's for sure. So, you know, there's less of a hand me down like a direct hand me down kind of thing going on but then also like as you have less cousins for example mm -hmm. you know if you're if your parents family was small then you have less options for the hand-me-downs because one of my cousins she would give me like garbage bags full of clothes and so yeah. I really never had to buy anything for a long time um, I don't get that anymore we just <laughs> I just bought my son shorts back in March and by July, they were too small. And I thought I bought them <laughs> nice and big for him. And, and he, yeah, it's crazy how fast they grow. And, you know, it helps to save money too. If you're not always buying these things, then, you know, in a few months, you're like, oh, now you don't have any shorts. And one time we were, oh gosh, we were at like a water park and, you know, it's very cold where I live. So we don't wear shorts for like nine months of the year. And we got down to Florida and my kid was getting dressed to go on the water rides. And he came out. He's like, mommy, my shorts are too small. And they were like way too small. Like he <laughs> couldn't even get them up. And I'm like, ah, how do you grow so fast? So there we are, like, you know, a few thousand kilometers away from our home, <laughs> like without these shorts. So we had to like run to the gift shop. And then, yeah, it was it was just ridiculous how fast they grow. That's so. really funny. And actually, um, <laughs> one of the things I'm working on right now is we're going to be launching a new sort of model. Right now, our capsules go from newborn to size four. Um, mm -hmm. 
but we are thinking about doing seasonal rentals. So like that situation that you just described of we live in snow, but we're going to go to a warm (laughs) weather climate. Mm -hmm. Um, You could just rent clothing for that or the, or vice versa. You know, I'm going to, I'm in California, but we're going up to Michigan to visit the in-laws for Um, you know, the holidays and my kids don't have winter coats. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Something that um, we're in the works on right now. And I'm really excited about because I mean, my kids, we've lived in different places, but those coats last forever, but it's definitely something that they wear for a few months a year and then they're way too small. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause a whole vacation capsule of, you know, some nice shirts, some shorts, some bathing suits, and like a sun hat, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, when you think about it, like for Canadian listeners, if you're like, yeah, it's it's winter for nearly nine months and you don't wear those sorts of things. And so if you buy them for a vacation, by the time summer rolls around again, if you bought them, you know, in November around Christmas time, those things probably aren't going to fit your your child. But but some some child, children don't grow as fast either. So yeah. if you're like, yeah. what are you talking about? You know, I don't know. Mine just does. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it just never stops. Um, my son just, my youngest son just grew an inch in like a month. And then my older son didn't grow at all, but he put on like 13 pounds. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a, it's just a good idea to have these, uh, these things available for people and to take the stress away from working parents, I think, too. Um, so, are you, have you looked into, like the sustainability of any of the clothes you get at all. So uh, I think that that's a really tough one. Um, I don't see hardly any clothing lines that are are very sustainable for kids. I know, uh, have you ever heard of Sustain by Cat? She's in LA as well. Oh, no. She I- does like organic cotton and she's like certified to like the highest levels of everything. Yeah, uh, yeah she's... she's uh, And she does natural dyes too. So we, we did an episode about just totally natural dyes made of like plants and walnut shells and stuff. Um, I think she's got a couple kids things, but yeah. Have have you thought about like that upstream process? So I think that there's, you know, I think listeners and everybody can have, can have opinions about what the best way is, but this is how I've approached it. So I'll share. I think that there are, a lot of different ways to approach this problem because there are so many inputs that I think all can't be fixed at the same time necessarily or by the same company or by the same, you know, by one individual. So my philosophy at the, at at least to start has really been, we want to keep affordability at the forefront because I think if sustainability and choosing an option for rental is only available to a certain, you know, demographic or income stream, then that's not really going to create that change that we want to see. So with that, I've been prioritizing extending the life of clothing and diverting from landfill. So the very, the tail end essentially of the process, um, as much as we possibly can, because at the moment that's going to keep our cost low for our customers. And What we've been doing in terms of the sustainability piece is that if you can extend a piece of one piece of clothing for nine months, you're going to reduce the waste, the carbon, the water footprint by 30% of that one item. So 
already we've been seeing impact of that. You know, we have items of clothing that have been in our inventory now since October and have circulated through four families and are still going. Still great quality, still clean, you know, all of the things. Um, And so I think we're seeing that impact. And then from the um, donation campaigns that we're doing and the partnerships that we're creating at the tail end for items that we're actually retiring, that's the impact we're trying to see now. So just extend life of clothing as much as we possibly can, get out to the widest demographic and really like shift consumer behavior around rental, reuse, and extending life. I do think that when we get bigger and have like more, you know, power in in our scale, that I want to then begin to go upstream, like you're saying, and really start to influence where we're sourcing our clothing. And I think we've already begun to see that a little bit. We now have um, six wholesale partnerships and a couple of our wholesale partnerships are with, like you're saying, like the highest certified organic cotton, um, local as in like female owned, um, made in the U.S. brands. And I think the bigger that we get, the more we can start to really influence there as well. And then just have a a more seamless process where we're, you know, sustainable all the way from source to the very end of our process. Um, And I think as a small startup, like we're focusing on the end of life, extending and, um, you know, divert from landfill as much as we possibly can right now. And then we'll move in that other direction as we get bigger. Yeah, which, like you say, makes a big difference. Um, And I think you put this really well. Like, I think you have articulated it well that you are focusing on one problem. You're not focusing on all of the world's problems. So, like, (laughs) I, I get a lot of emails and messages and stuff being like, yeah, but, you know, this company says they're sustainable because they're doing A, B, and C, but what about you know, D, E, and F. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like, like they, they can't, they can't do everything. (laughs) And like the impact they're doing for these few things is actually really good. Right. So I, I like to see companies that are choosing like some part of the environmental puzzle and like fixing it and solving it and like doing a really good job. And then, yeah, sometimes we, we have to remember that, you know, you really can't, do absolutely everything. I mean, it sounds like maybe maybe you will try one day, but then again, like what I said about Michael Schellenberger saying like there are a lot of people that are completely lifted out of poverty uh from fast fashion. So, yes, it's very bad for the environment, but it's also giving jobs to women who would never have jobs otherwise and who significantly lift themselves to like a higher standard of living by getting these jobs, you know? And they're actually a lot of them in the Philippines and whatnot are actually like pretty good pay for where they are. And when he said that to me, it was really shocking, to be honest, because I was always like fast fashion is so bad and it's really, really evil and all this stuff. Right. Um, because from the environmental aspect, it is. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought about it, like giving people good jobs. Like I just had never yeah. seen it in that context before so Mm -hmm. I don't think everything is always like black and white completely like just totally this or that like there's a lot of things going on in the background to consider and stuff so I'm kind of glad that you said that you are you know you're you're actually solving an issue here you're doing a really good job with it um and then you know 
you're not doing the you're not looking at the the front part of it (laughs) right away I mean I think it's exactly like you said it's the same when you as an individual are trying to like become more sustainable in your home or in your personal life you can't like flip a switch overnight and do everything sustainably the next day like we need to build the habits and we need to like see those early wins and we need to you know, take one step at a time and those smaller steps build to larger steps. And I think it's the same way, you know, as I think about the company and what you're talking about, you know, I like me as an individual founder and, and you know, business owner, I can't solve all of this. But if I can contribute to one pro- problem and grow and gain influence, and I think even with the thing about the job creation is that when you do think about businesses that are starting to have an impact and really solve these global issues. And as they grow, they will have more job creation. And so maybe, yes, right now, those fast fashion jobs are really important, but maybe we can start to shift those jobs to sustainable jobs in the future. Totally. Yeah. I think as, as like those nations develop that they will become cleaner and, they will pay higher wages and they will like do better environmental policies. I think, I hope, I mean, none of us can really predict the future, but I think, I think that's what happened in, you know, in places in America and Canada and Europe and stuff, things just kind of got better and more efficient and cleaner and and stuff. So I think it it is the responsibility, I guess, of the companies that are employing those people to their game as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been great. So we can find you at rentarumper.com, is it? Yes, rentarumper.com. And we're on Instagram at rentarumper. Awesome. So we can find you there if anyone's interested. And is it just in America right now? Right now, we're just shipping in the US, but we're expanding soon. And we've had a lot of requests from Canada. So hopefully we'll Ah, be getting out there really quick quickly. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of interest in green stuff here. And so yeah, we see a lot of really cool companies like yours starting in America. And it's just it's great to see. And California in particular, like I said, in the beginning of the show, you guys are just kind of on it there, it seems, which is good. So cool. Well, Lauren, uh, thank you very much. And um, I think that this is a really cool business model to do. And uh, I think it's great. Well, thank you so much, Laura. It's great to talk to you. Awesome. That's Lauren Greger. She is the founder of rentaromper.com. Change starts now. This is the Zero Waste Countdown Podcast.